What's the deal, Playboy? Huh? What's good, y'all? your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. You know, I like to do no episode without my dog, my partner, my guy, Keith. What's going on, brother? What it is, good people. What it is, my brother, man. How you feeling? Happy birthday to the boy Keith, man. 38 years old today, man. Um... How's it feel, man? My, my attitude has changed about birthdays in the past couple of years. I used to be real nonchalant about them. Then, you know, the whole pandemic and everything, I, I guess, kind of made me just stop taking life for granted. What's, what's your feelings about birthdays, man? Uh, I think it's the same uh, uh, as as that outlook of it, as far as just appreciating life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's not guaranteed. The, old, the, the funny thing is that the older you get, uh, right, every day, every year, every... The if there was a graph, the amount of people you know who died, right? You know personally who died mm-hmm. increases. And the closeness of like as far as like how personally close you were with a person, right? How many words you shared, how many times y'all shared the same space, like that closeness as far as like people who've passed away in, in life and reminders that life wasn't promised, that increases also. And and the amount of people who you know, yeah, you, you shared the same space, and maybe they, you know, they, they're still with us, but maybe they went through more tribulations than you. That mm-hmm. increases also, so that makes you, that makes me more appreciative of, you know, the fact that I'm still here. You know, 38 years is a, it's not old age yet, but it is a long time when you look at you know some some other people. So, uh, you know, thankful, more reflective. More shit like more more uh, sentences like this instead of the the funny shit I said at twenty one. Like, yeah, nigga, I'm ready. To be... <laughs> Them drinks is coming, and the cops can't say nothing, baby. That is true, man. Like as we get older, and I don't know if that's because we have kids, but I find myself caring about some shit I never gave a fuck about. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm, that, that's just getting older, I guess. But um. No, you're right. It's it's not even about being funny in the moment. Like I I did do that. Like I'll say a lot of things because it seemed funny in the moment. Even if there was no audience, I'd be arguing with my girl and I'd be like, "This sounds dope." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, but it's, <laughs> it was all to my own detriment. You know what I mean? Because ain't nobody laughing yeah. at shit. And then uh, no, nah, as you as you're right, as it gets older, it's like you take shit more serious. You you grasp shit. Like like this week, matter of fact. Um, shout out to my daughter. She just made first communion. Um. Which is cool, you know what I mean. Uh, her grandparents are really big into the Catholic Church. I'm I'm a little bit more non-denominational myself. I do go to a Catholic church, but I don't necessarily um, subscribe to everything. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I consider myself more of a non-denominational Christian. Um, so she did that, and I feel like you know a lot of these times, especially at the age the kids do it, they don't even really understand what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're kind of going through the motions, uh, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I went through that same thing, and I, I think I turned out alright. But um. The next day, she got caught on camera stealing at her uh, after-school program, and um, <laughs> and it was. It I, I don't need to laugh. It's kind of funny though when you look at yourself. You know, when you were her age, uh, one time the store owner slapped me because he caught me stealing uh, Jolly Ranchers, and mm-hmm. Jolly Ranchers in this in the scheme of corner store, I don't know, like the corner store uh, price spectrum is pretty expensive. So it just—that's why I laugh. It made me think of it. Wait, I, Jolly Ranchers like was expensive. Eight, nine years. I mean, in the spectrum of things, Jolly Ranchers, like per unit, is more expensive than let's say, I think, Annihilator. Like, it's not super oh, cheap. Oh, oh, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking Annihilator when you said that. I was thinking Annihilators. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Jolly Ranchers was a little bit more like high class. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, for the times, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. remember when niggas stepped up to Arizona? Like that was like. 
from Tropical Fantasy. I'm getting Arizona. I'm getting Arizona boy. You keep drinking that Tropical Fantasy, killing your sperm cells that you're not going to use yet. Drinking that blue shit, nigga. Drinking that blue shit, that blue fizzy shit, man. I'm at this Arizona baby. Oh man, if, that's a lot because Arizona is still ninety nine cents to this day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, no, she and it, you you brought up a good point about when we were that age. Um, I I got caught doing the same thing around that age. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it's definitely. I think they say you, when you see the traits of your children and traits of yourself and your children, that's the stuff that makes you the most mad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, or the most yeah, that gets you upset or whatever gets the most reaction out of you. And it 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 it, it was big, but it was just like it just shows you, man, like. I can't get, like, you know what I mean? It was just a lesson to learn, you know what I'm saying? It was like a, a thing you could teach, and it was like, man, like, I don't know, you want to scream and you want to yell, because back in our day, we probably, you said you were slapped. It wasn't by your parents, yeah. but someone felt the need to put their hands on you, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, you probably could have got them in trouble if you really knew the law like that, you know what I'm saying? So, that's not yeah. how we handle problems nowadays. You can't, it's, and it's, and it's, it's silly to even beat your kids because you're really just letting out your own frustration. So then it's like, all right, well, then you got to take away the things they love. You know what I'm saying? But you got to make sure the lesson's taught. It's like, it ain't just, you know what I mean? So I find myself having these conversations about things that I never cared about and never in a million years would see myself having conversations about. And it's just like, I have to now. Even if it's just like laying the foundation, I don't even know if she understands it, but I'm just got to yeah. like, all right, at least if she hears it enough times, you know what I mean? It might come up later in life and be like, oh, daddy did say. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? But, um. Yeah, man, happy birthday, man. Um, Got some things heading your way, um, so keep an eye out for that, brother. You know what I mean? I'm happy for you. Happy 38 years. Um, But let's get right into it, man. What is going on in the news? I know you said um, you got a busy day ahead of you, too, so we ain't going to take up too much time. I'm going to try to fit all this news uh, in, in the time span that we have. But something that caught my eye, man, that was... <laughs> I think just hilarious, and I don't know if it was meant to be hilarious. Um, Are you familiar with... the? Uh, a, a, a actress named Olivia Wilde. I think she's a, a director as well. Yeah, I know um, of her. Yeah, she actually used to be married to Jason Sudeikis. Uh, who they're not uh, married no more. Nah, nah, you ain't here. Damn. <laughs> no, I didn't, man. Have like you them. heard? <laughs> Have you heard? <laughs> nah, but she. I mean, oh, because she has a new movie coming out, right? Um, I've been uh -huh. seeing the little previews for. I don't know why they keep showing me on. It's called Don't Don't Worry, Darling. Um, and. Harry Styles is in it, um, and I don't know if you know anything about Harry Styles, but uh, pretty Harry, what they call him, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? He done snatched that up. <laughs> so that's that's wow. his new, she was she with Harry Styles now, and they got the new movie coming out. Um, but which is cool, you know. Jason Sudeikis, um, you know, he wasn't happy about. It. I, I I didn't know about all this going on. You know, I know Jason Sudeikis from uh, what's this, Thirty Rock? You know what I'm saying? Like he was he was he was actually Rock. one of Liz. Yeah, he was one of Liz Lemon's um. One of Liz Lemon's boyfriends at a, a point in time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, he was on because he's from. But he was, but you know, it's like an arc. You know, he was on a, a few episodes because you know this they got the whole SNL, um, Thirty Rock connection. So you know, a lot of people that, right. that you know, what I'm saying like yeah. So I believe I don't know if he was on SNL at the time, but I know he was. Uh, he was definitely one of Liz Lemon's love interests that you know just didn't work out. Um. But yeah, that's when I first got introduced to him, and I know nowadays he's making noise as uh, Ted Lasso. Um, you know they win uh, Emmys and shit like that. Um, I think his name was Floyd. Yeah, Floyd on Thirty Rock. <laughs> but um, no, nah, he was he was a cool. I guy. Think, he definitely. Was, yeah. I think Jason Sudeikis, like, so like at, uh, probably like Adam Sandler or Mike Myers is the first that I realized like SNL 
players. Like they're just they are like kind of like celebrities. I think mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis was the first that made me realize how big when he was dating Olivia Wilde. I'm like him. I'm like Jason. <laughs> that dude. I was like, oh, that like real like Hollywood actresses be dating these dudes. I was like, okay. You man, you man, Colin came through with the MVP. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Snatched, snatched up Scarlet, but um, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, he yeah. Ain't the, he ain't the MVP. I mean, uh, Pete Davidson came through like John Morant. Just when you thought, you know, <laughs> the, the the new school wasn't here yet, he said, "I right, hit him with a crossover." Yeah, Pete is doing nice. Pete is, I guess, it's debatable. You know what I'm saying? Which whatever your flavor is, Scarlet or, or Kim, he, both of them winning. <laughs> and they, they both they both from Staten Island too. Uh sidebar. But um no, like you said, they 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 do I don't even but I didn't know about Olivia Wilde. I don't even know what she's famous for, but she's talented. She directed this film. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. but I think in uh in a super funny move, she's on stage at CinemaCon, you know, them big uh conventions that they do for movies to announce, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is the new movies coming out for 2022, 2023. You know what I mean? Keep your eyes out. And she's on stage, she's doing the presentation, she's talking, and um they actually they probably had that uh, Minnesota Timberwolves security because somebody walked right up on stage. They had that Dave Chappelle security, matter of fact. <laughs> somebody walked right up on stage and handed her a letter, handed her an envelope, matter of fact. And she goes, um, she goes, is this for me? Um, she's like, all right, I'm going I'm to open it. It feels like a script. She's talking on the mic the whole time. And she thinks this is part of the, the thing. And then she opens it, reads it, um, comes to find out Jason Sudeikis sent her custody papers <laughs> that were uh, served to her in the middle of her presentation. So she That's she opens hilarious. the <laughs> she opens the envelope, reads it, and says, "Okay, thank you," and then goes back to her presentation. And then I guess after people were wondering, like, what the hell was going on with that? So she she told people what happened. But um, Jason Sudeikis denied having anything to do with it. And I don't really know how you could if you can schedule when someone gets served, right? Like I always remember the, the scene from the movie uh, Philadelphia when Denzel Washington um, approaches. Uh, the the former employers of Tom Hanks' character and at a basketball game when they're with Dr. J and he's actually like fawning over Dr. J while serving the guy you know <laughs> the papers so I mean they they try to catch you at periods when they know you'll be public right you can't avoid you especially if you're surrounded by security surrounded by uh, you know you have some type of insulation between you and whoever the public they they're gonna try to get right. you in these at these public times but I was like I don't know if my man Ted Lasso did that on purpose. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, it came out being hilarious, man. Yeah, I mean, I I, I highly doubt it. So I've been on uh, only once, actually, last uh, like a year or two ago. I was involved in um, like getting people, something someone served, like, but it wasn't like terrible. It was just like, oh, yeah, you just need to send this person a letter. I'm like, I'm like oh, I could just hand it to them. I'm like, nah, because it's like it wasn't like contentious or nothing. Now, like it. Like just the process, like you need to serve them. So I had to pay like five hundred dollars to for a process serving service, and mm. they do it however they do it. Mm. So I can see a case in which like a celebrity might have like a a, a really good process server that's like, yo, you want this shit served? I'm serving this shit. Now I don't care where she at in the world, what she's doing, <laughs> she gonna get served, brother. And and not only is she gonna get served, it's gonna be irrefutable evidence that she was served because part of it's to say that you need to be notified that like you're involved in court and you gotta show up to court and like the day a court can't come and so the person doesn't show up it's like oh why because they weren't notified oh no I notified them nah I'm gonna give you proof brother it's gonna be on CinemaCon and so he did <laughs> 
choreographer in front of a room full of people. Ain't gonna be no denying, man. Um, but it does bring up security issues, right? Like we we we're gonna talk about the Dave Chappelle thing, but last week, um, I spoke about the the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, where they were protesting at the games and. They literally bumped the owner's wife on the way to running on the court to protest. You know what I mean? Um, we, we, we're seeing this. Chris Rock, Will Smith. Like, there needs to be some type of insulation <laughs> between the audience and the person on stage. And I think that these events are bringing this shit to light. Yeah, man. It, it, it's sad. And it's something, I don't know what it is about our times. You know, when old people say, man, you, kids is crazy nowadays. These new breeds of kids is wilding. Yo, these new breeds of kids is wildin', man. Cause I, I don't know. <laughs> Yo, I was looking at um, the Magic. Magic Johnson has a documentary, like a um, like a, a Last Dance, but Magic version on Apple TV. Good documentary, by the way. But okay. like he, like the chips he won, the fans stormed the court. Like, but that was like part of it. That's just how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like people weren't worried. I guess they weren't as rich at the time and it wasn't as as big as it is now, uh, basketball, uh, as far as like an international entertainment phenomenon. But like the fact that they just do stuff like that, that shit is crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So the fact that we have to have such tight security just on normal stuff is just, uh, I don't know, part of it's sad. You know what I'm saying? Like a dude mm-hmm. runs up on stage. By the way, he got into the stadium with a gun knife. Like he, knife. it felt yeah. almost like he was showing off. It was like a <laughs> knife inside of a, a gun case or some shit like that, right? Like he was just showing off. I was like, you, oh, you think I can't get a gun in there? Oh, this you think I Chappelle, can't get a Dave Chappelle's in there? attacker you're, you're, you're talking about, you're referring to, right? The Dave Chappelle saying. attacker, yeah. 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 Okay. He's, he's like, bet, I'm going to get a, put, I'm going to come in with a knife, a bayonet attached to a pistol. This nigga brought in a, a pistol with a bayonet on it. That shit is crazy. <laughs> Nah, it, it's. I think if I understand the history correctly, what you said with the Magic Johnson thing, that was the norm. You know what I'm saying? Until yeah. I hope I'm not fucking history up. Until Monica Sellis got stabbed at a tennis game in New York, um, then they kind of was like, "Yo, we gotta watch this." But you still see it lacks, hella lacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, it it uh they tried to change things up, and and then it looks like we're just falling back. I remember actually a couple years ago, a little kid ran on on a basketball court. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yo, because from what I understand about NBA security, and I heard uh, the Malice in the Palace, um, people that were involved in that, they were talking about it. Uh, my man, Steven uh, Jackson, he's like, he broke it down. He's like, yo, you ever look at the NBA security? He's like, it's old people. Like, the motherfuckers have seats because they got to sit down. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, these is old ass senior uh, senior um, citizens. They not, yeah. <laughs> they not protecting nothing. And I, I was like, yo, I wonder if they changed that since then, because that that is something that you do notice. Um, but you brought up a good thing with the with, when you mentioned Dave Chappelle's attacker. For all y'all who don't know, man, Dave Chappelle was performing at the Netflix uh, comedy festival. I think Netflix got jokes is what it's called, right? Um, down in L.A. and he was at the Hollywood Bowl, uh, which is a huge, right? It's like it's damn near an arena, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Like they 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 probably yeah. could play basketballs in that, games in that bitch, but uh, mm-hmm. it just. It was a pretty big venue. Uh, a, a attacker was able to not only make it to the stage, get on the stage, and then do a a, a Goldberg type spear <laughs> to your man Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah. Which I'm not even laughing. I ain't gonna hold you. You ever been bumped and you didn't from a direction you didn't see coming? That shit hurt. Just throw your whole shit off, man. I'm yeah. pretty big too. <laughs> that shit hurt. Like you could get a concussion like that, mad easy whiplash, like all that shit. So for him to be blind, oh, and, and we play football. You've been blindside hit. 
Hell <laughs> that yeah. shit, yeah, that shit was the worst. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I do see why they reacted like that. <laughs> Gave homeboy the the beats by Dre, <laughs> but um, it, it's it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Like, and then on top of that, we dealing with comedians, bro. Like you seen the Oscars, you seen the the shits that happened since the Oscars, right? With Ti took a microphone from a comedian that he ain't like what she was talking about. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was like. There needs to be some sort of like I don't know insulation, and 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 you can speak on this, you know, the Dave Chappelle attack, or just how you feel the state of comedy is now, where people was trying to like attack comedians, like and and Dave Chappelle said I had to talk to Homeboy, right? He said the reason Homeboy said uh, he did this was he was trying to get attention for his grandmother who's being forced out of her neighborhood because of gentrification. Uh, the attacker's name was Isaiah Lee. I'm not even gonna, I don't even know what race he is. I've seen pictures of the dude and I'm still confused. So I'm like, who, who's gentrifying the, the neighborhood? <laughs> 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 hey. Who's gentrifying grandma's neighborhood? Like, are y'all gentrifying the neighborhood? I'm so confused. But yeah, uh, I'll let you speak on just your thoughts of the whole incident, man. I think comedy, I think, I, so I think similar to how people were used to be able to storm the court, like uh, with permission, Mm-hmm. For basketball, for professional basketball, I think the 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 culture at the time allowed it. Like the culture of that, you know, sport or category or whatever it is. And the same thing with comedy. Not that people just walk up on stage, but the fact that you know that there was a certain courtesy to it, and that courtesy was widely respected. Even hecklers who are serious, they be like, "Man, fuck you, man! You can't be making jokes about you know whatever." And but like they would stay in their seat or they would leave. Mm-hmm. But you know now they got this thing where, and by the way, it's not like it's widespread. When you look at it, it's these very high-profile, exceptional situations. But the thing you got to be fearful of is copycats. Like people, be like, oh, that's what you do on comedy now. Mm-hmm. At a comedy show, that, that you could do shit like that. You would you could get up and just smack the the, the comedian and stuff like that. I felt it, it, you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of at war when the. Um, a journalist would have the press vest on, and it's not like you're not supposed to attack them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was almost like that. It's like, oh, this is a comedian. Like, he's really bothering me now. He might even be cracking on me and my girl because we're in the front row. But it's like, that's the comedian, though. You showed All up. Right, for that. Like, I'm going to be mad, but like, there's a code. And I feel like that with these little things that just happened, well, not little things, pretty big things, but the these uh, infrequent large kind of uh you know prominent uh situations happening that kind of erodes at that that code and people you're gonna see i i suspect you might start seeing that a little bit more um look look at the trend right dc young fly had to punch a dude out that came on stage mike tyson had a gun pulled on him at a comedy show like what is this energy people coming to comedy shows with bro like you know what i'm saying mike tyson (laughs) like it's just you know what i'm saying like it's 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 crazy and i I don't like it right i think that you you write up a rate of the the press vest is is, you said it best you know what i'm saying like comedian on stage you came there to make be made fun of and laugh it off everyone's being i always thought that with comedy i'm like someone's getting offended by this joke right like someone has a handicapped brother that don't like this mike epps joke someone has a sister that you know what i'm saying that don't like this joke. Someone is related to Michael Jackson or Whitney Houston that doesn't like the Jamie Foxx jokes, right? And it's just like, but that's comedy. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. And the comedian has to live with whatever karma or energy that they feel about these people, right? Because I don't think you can just make a joke about, and I'll, I'll use Michael Jackson and Whitney, you know, you can't just make a joke about them and then they end up dying. You, I think as a person, you feel some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it affects them some sort of way, but the comedian has to deal with that on his own terms, right? Within his own... But people just... And, and, and I thought the Will Smith shit was, was corny. I think as time has gone on, a lot more people have come over to that side. But whatever the case may be, Will broke a, a code because... The joke didn't violate. Be, the joke didn't didn't wasn't worth being hit. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like you took advantage of a moment. Um, which by the way, Chris Rock has been on the offensive. <laughs> the night of the attack, he definitely said, "Was that Will Smith?" And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> later this week, when Dave Chappelle had spoke on um the incident at another comedy show, um. Chris Rock was on stage with him and they joked about it. Um, at some point, Dave said, at least you got smacked by someone of repute. You got smacked by, I got smacked by a homeless guy with leaves in his hair. Um, Chris's response, <laughs> Chris Chris Rock responded with, I got smacked by the softest nigga that ever rapped. John, you ain't say that that night, bro. <laughs> I just want to point that out. But uh, Chris is on the offensive now, you know what I mean? <laughs> so Chris, Chris yeah. is out here, so. Um, which, which rightfully so. I mean, you, you have all rights to, you know what I'm saying? Um... I saw yeah. that. I read that that Chris Rock joked about the the softest dude who ever rap. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't hear it, so I don't know the tone to it. I, but I assumed it was like self deprecating, almost like, like damn, I, I, you know, I've been smacked by people whenever the softest dude to ever touch a mic. Yeah. Well, it looks like they were competing about who got smacked, who's was worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, like so, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, what Chris is saying, but um, but still, you call him the softest nigga, whether you self deprecating or not. You use somebody else's. You try to, you know, what I'm saying put the other person down in, in, in terms of that. And, but I, but, it, but he's, a, he has a right to, I think in a hundred percent, like you should, like, this is your weapon. And right. actually this is Will Smith's weapon. You're an actor. You're a rapper. You should have used your words. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like Dave Chappelle, I mean, sorry, excuse me, Chris Rock, um, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, any comedian, like they come back with words, even the way when the T.I. shit, how the T.I. shit was handled. You should have got up on stage and cracked on Shorty after. <laughs> you go, you know what I'm saying? Like it got weird. It was a certain point. Like I don't know if you've seen the video, but like Ti, when Ti takes the mic from her, it's weird, bro. <laughs> it's just not. It's like a. It, it's so it's like you gotta respect somebody being on stage. And as a DJ, I've been in them situations where I'm like, I don't got the insulation. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just here. If somebody got a problem, they got access. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the Ti, the, the Ti the joint. Um, I, I don't know much about that situation, but just from the sounds of it, like he doesn't. It's the same thing is he doesn't respect that that code that's like the com- comedian audience. And, one, and if you're not, if you're a comedian, you're not on the stage, and you're part of the audience. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, I heard somebody. I don't know who it was, but it was on the. Bre- I think it was the uh, the Breakfast Club, or Hot 97, one of those morning shows, and they're just interviewing them on, on this lady on how. It's just how she feels about T.I. and comedy. And it's basically like T.I., because he's T.I., got the privilege of being on big stages where most comedians got to work their shit out in small mm-hmm. rooms, make sure they shit is tight and da-da-da. But he didn't take that opportunity to do it. So I think because he bombed on like a big, pretty big stage at Barclays or some shit the like Barclays, that. Barclays, yeah. Yeah, but I feel as if not paying your dues in that way makes you... um not respect the game. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's just about respecting the game and that should be it. But and like, you've done you've done stand-up comedy, so you know the feeling of what it takes, right? 
and yeah, you this, know, this, this cold. Yeah, exactly. And it's it it's a t- it takes time. People resent you. I think people do definitely yeah. in that or in that they resent someone that didn't take their time. That even if someone gets a comedy special kind of fast, I think there's resentment. Like, how do you like, wait? Where you come from? You know what I mean? You mean put your work yeah. in? Like, so it's just like which is which is always you. I mean, you either I, I, from the person in Ti's place. I guess I can see why he's like, I'm not listening to all that. I've, I've done, overcame the odds millions of times before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do what I got to do. But it's also respect the game, respect the art. And I'm not saying that's not what T.I. is doing. Like in that particular situation that we're, we're talking about, a lady was talking about basically him being in a Me Too situation that that he was exonerated for. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I get where his anger comes from, but do it within the art. Yeah. That was the best way to do it. But um, I know we super tight for time, Keith. So we're just going to get into a quick rapid fire version of Have You Heard. Have you heard right there in your backyard in New Jersey, a Trenton Health officer was videotaped receiving a massage in her underwear. In front of her co-workers. Nah, I did not hear that, but that's crazy as shit. <laughs> There's an investigation going on because a video showed uh, Yvette Graffy Cooper in a bride underwear in a city conference room um, while a woman uses a massage wand on her shoulders, arms, back, legs, and stomach. Um, while employees were, I'm assuming, forced to sit there and watch. I have no idea. <laughs> like, and I, I've read so many articles. Like, she's not talking, obviously. Um, no one knows why. <laughs> Nobody's like, what is going on here? Um, we're assuming because uh, an employee it, like leaked the video and posted it to Instagram, they were forced to do this. But I'm just like, yo, this lady, uh, from what I'm reading, has worked for the Trenton Health uh, Department for 20 years and just one day decided to. You're going to get a massage? <laughs> I was just so confused by this story, bro. But I, I will say, when your employer puts you in some weird situations like that, like, what do you do? Like, I would be freaking out in my head, like, yo, are we supposed to be here? <laughs> but I'm just, like, are we going to talk up? Anybody going to say nothing? Word. Yo, it's, it's it's a wild situation. I think they're still investigating it. Nobody really knows what the what made. Why would you just show up to work? I'm just taking my clothes off and receiving a massage and then make my coworker, like, do that... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I literally, like, I have no idea, man. Keith, have you heard Kim Kardashian lost 16 pounds in three weeks so she could fit Marilyn Monroe's uh, happy birthday, Mr. President, dress uh, <laughs> for the Met Gala? That's gangster, man. I have not heard that, but that's true dedication, man. Did, did she post anything, like inspiration? Like, yeah, this is how hard I work. Y'all better get out there and work. She said <laughs> she should have. Um, well, she did say at the gala during the interview. She um, she she said that she got the dress. It didn't fit at first, so she had three weeks until the gala and decided she was going to drop that sixteen pounds. Said she would wear a sauna suit twice a day, run on the treadmill, completely cut out all sugar and eat. Car- uh, sorry, co- cut out all sugar and carbs and eat just the cleanest veggies and proteins. I didn't starve myself, but I was so strict. Um, but what I am hearing is that a lot of uh, I guess more so from women, but just a lot of people who have issues with their bodies with eating disorders they're outraged about this they kind of feel like this is irresponsible on her part because you take a 16 year old you know 15 year old girl she's reading this with no context she's thinking that's cool 16 pounds in three weeks is a lot dog yeah (laughs) that is a lot and and then 
afterwards, she just went back to eating donuts and like she posted a video eating donuts and pizza with Pete or that you know that she was planning on eating donuts and pizza. And um, is I don't know. Like I I think there's it's an argument, right? It's like is she irresponsible for bringing this up or is she you know that's maybe in her mind that's an accomplishment. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how healthy it is. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not like 15, 16 pounds isn't like death, like death type numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like in yeah. in, in, a, in a little less than a month. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like people is just fucking with Kim Kardashian. It's like she chose to do this thing. She's not the only person who's done it. She's not the only person who's done some crazy diet. Like a healthy person who's done some crazy diet to try to fit into a dress. I mean, wedding season is full of shit like that. So I, I don't know how bad it is, how uh, singularly destructive it is to the psyche of a teenage girl. You know what I'm saying? I think we have to give teenage girls more credit, you know, to say that, well, they're not necessarily going to just, everyone going to, you know, lose how much ever pounds in three weeks to fit into whatever. And furthermore, mm-hmm. the a, a true eating disorder, like a true diagnosed pathological type eating disorder is different from what Kim Kardashian does. And I feel like you do those disorders dis, uh, 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 disjustice. I don't even know what the word is. Uh, injustice. Disservice. disservice. Uh, a misjustice, a disservice by trying like class. I, I don't know. I feel like blurring those lines between what Kim Kardashian did and an eating disorder is just, I, I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, and she probably has a trainer, probably has a nutritionist. You know what I'm saying? It's not like she did this solo dolo in the crib by herself. She has the resources. To, right, to, she ate. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she 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 said that she didn't starve herself. She just ate different, like, cleaned her shit way up. Like, cleaned mm-hmm. her shit way out. And, you know, she lost that weight. And that would happen to any of us. Like, what a, a lot of us, like, what we weigh is not what we're supposed to weigh. Like, if we ate the same amount of food but cleaned it, completely cleaned it up, no sugar, no unnecessary fat, uh, proper fiber, all this shit. Like we would lose mad weight, and not, not not even by cutting the amount of food, or at least cutting it down to like what was supposed to be eaten, eaten naturally. Mm-hmm. We would lose mad weight. We would be have the bodies that we were quote unquote supposed to have. Yeah, word up, word up. So yeah, I guess the, the difference where you fall at it, and you really just got to do your research before you do anything. Um, Keith, are you right. familiar with uh, Kevin Samuels of social media fame? No, not at all. Okay. Well, you might be. Just maybe, maybe you didn't know. But you ever seen that dude that's just like bashing women online and telling them that they never gonna find a man? The black dude. Uh, with the, I, don't, I probably, you probably, I'm sure you know him. He said something the other day like, unmarried women over 35 are considered leftovers. And he just says wild, crazy comments. Um, women have been outraged by the stuff he says. Basically, like, oh, if you weigh a certain weight, nobody's going to want you and all this crazy stuff. Well, basically, uh, sad to say, but he has passed away at 57 years old. Um, this guy, he like he received a lot of fame and backlash, basically, for, I guess, being a dating expert and telling women what they should do, what they shouldn't do. And I'll admit, something about it was kind of entertaining. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I got pulled in and watched some of his stuff. But I also was like, yo, this dude's a wild boy. Like, he's literally just having women calling up and just making them feel shitty about themselves. And I kept wondering, why do they keep calling up? <laughs> but it was just like, but I, I don't know. There was some type of appeal about him. But unfortunately, Kevin did pass away um, from what appears to be a heart a heart attack. Um, he's blowing up. He was just in the future, the new future video. Um, 
He he worked uh, in the, in the trailer for Future's new video, uh, Worst Day. Um, so he was, you know, blowing up and using whatever toxic uh, fame he was getting. He was using it to his advantage. Um, but sad to say, he has passed away at uh, 57 years old. He had 1.4 million YouTube subscribers and just had a huge following on social media. So wherever you fell on, your opinion fell on him. Rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. Yeah, um, sure. Keith, have you heard? Death Row Records music is not available on streaming services anymore because Snoop Dogg wants to start his own streaming service. And I'll just say, I don't like that. I've just way too much shit that I'm paying for exclusively for Disney, exclusively for, you know what I mean, whatever the fuck. And I don't feel like music, like, dog, I'm not paying for no Death Row (laughs) streaming service, bro. It's just like, come on. Yeah, I I guess that's the, the, he's trying to make like a musical only fans type type of shit where it's like, oh, if you really fuck with Death Row Records, which I'm curious who I like when they do the market research, I would love to see just the list of people who say, yo, I'm I'm subscribing, I'm paying $14.99 a month to listen to to uh cor- old corrupt songs or <laughs> Idi Amin or whoever. <laughs> Hussein fake <laughs> fatal. <laughs> Who's paying? Who's paying for this shit? Late Lady of Rage. <laughs> I'm about to take all my Death Row CDs. I'm sure I already got them on MP3, but if I don't, just put them bitches on. Like I'm not paying no fee for bro. Like I didn't want to pay Jay Z for title and, Jay, and that. And I was like, yo, I was like, I got all these Rockefeller records. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I I, I will live without them. Like I don't need Word. to get them on. Like bro, I don't. I, I think that's a silly thing to do. Make I think what you should do as musicians is make your music as accessible as possible on all the platforms. You know what I mean? Don't be like, oh, I'm taking it off of this, I'm taking it off of that, because you're hurting your fans. It's not like, I get the business play on it, but you're hurting your fans. And, like, I haven't met anyone who heard Donda 2. <laughs> and no one. Like, I haven't even heard a review on it. You know what I'm saying? DJ's nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what is this exclusivity of mute? You know what I mean? Like, share it with the world. And you will get paid right. for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and someone, uh, before we get out of here, shout out to your man Drake. He just launched a, uh, sorry, he just signed a deal estimated to be worth about $400 million uh, with the Universal Music Group. And because Drake knows how to do the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's an expansive, multifaceted deal, encompasses recordings, publishing, merchandise, and visual media projects, which, which you know what I mean? That's big. $400 million, bro? <laughs> Nice chunk, of, nice chunk of change. Yeah, Steve Stout reported that he he felt that if Drake would have went independent, that would have been uh, the end of the recording industry. It would have meant doom. Um, just because as big as it, because like, Drake showed the the uh, Drake did it right. He went Cash Money. He banged out all them albums that he had to do to be on the Cash Money, and like and boom, now he's he got to the bag. You know what I'm saying? And he was getting to the bag that whole time. So it right. shows you that you know what I'm saying. The record industry isn't dead. People are still doing it if you do it at a high level. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, shout out to Drake, man. Um, continue doing what you're doing. I, one thing I'll say though, I don't. Have, do you listen to a lot of Drake albums more than once? Not a lot. The, the, uh, some of the earlier shit, but in the last maybe five years, I think Drake has embraced this like mixtape streaming culture where mm-hmm. you know he puts out good songs. It's a lot of features, a lot of bangers. So, not really, but I suspect it's by design. Yeah, but I also don't listen to a lot of albums twice. Like, I'll give the listen, listen to all the tracks, and then I'll pick the tracks I like on it and, and rock with it. But I, I don't listen to music the way we used to, where we'd put a CD in the car and kind of just let it play out uh, from track one to track 12 or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. What's the joint where he's uh, on on the album cover, like like sitting at a dinner table with like a gold a gold eagle somewhere, a gold owl or some shit? With a Is that take care? Child, take care. I listen yeah. to that more than once. Yeah, yeah, those stuff, for some reason, and that might have been because that came out in 2011, we might have been listening to music differently back then, right? Like, I don't I don't know when I got on the streaming services, but I'd say it was somewhere within the past three, four years. Um, so, yeah, I think the way that we consumed music was different. Like, I remember chilling with a, a, a date and listening to that whole album, you know what I mean? So, it yeah. was like, it was just different how I think we consume music. But I, I will say something also, music songs were longer. Songs weren't two minutes and 30 seconds. Songs, you know what I'm saying, were... It was, it was something different to the project. It just felt more like you had to listen to it. But um, shout out to Drake. Four hundred million is nothing to sneeze at, and that man is on his way to a billy if he isn't there already. Um, Keith, happy birthday once again, man! Another episode in the books. Um, my people, they all want to know where they can find you at on social media, man. Instagram, me underscore thirty five. Awesome. Uh, you can find your boy Plicka Peasy on Instagram. Uh, first, sorry, you can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also follow Perfect Talk on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Make sure you check out the website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Some big announcements coming with the podcast. I know I've been teasing that for a few weeks, but it's coming. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Um, Check out every episode on the Perfect Talk Podcast, uh, my radio show, The Night Shift, and the other radio show I do with my brother, DJ Show, uh, called Money Talks Radio. Shout out to DJ Show. Um, check out every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever your local podcasts are sold. Uh, Keith, the people want to know what you're watching on television nowadays, brother. That's easy, man. The playoffs. Playoffs. The goddamn John ja, ja Morant and Steph Curry. Fucking <laughs> best series so far. What's that series at right now? I'm just, I've been busy past couple of nights, so I've been had, had to like do some editing and shit like that. What's that series at now? Uh, I believe they're tied up at one one. Mm. Yeah, and I, I mean a lot of uh, people are comparing Ja to Allen Iverson uh, playoff appearances. Uh, just uh, who's the other one? This Derrick Rose playoff appearance. So you know, what I mean, he's 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 doing his thing out there. Shout out to Ja, man. Shout out to that whole team, the, Gri- the Grizzlies team. I mean, they gonna lose to my Warriors. I ain't gonna front, but it's it's, <laughs> it's shout out to them. It's very competitive, very entertaining. Yeah, and me- Memphis, man. I, I never, I've, I've been to Memphis once. I never watched okay. sports in Memphis, and uh, just the, the environment just looks dope, man. The, having your team song being whooped that trick. Well, firstly, to have a team song is dope, <laughs> right? Like. Uh, what other team got like a, like a like the song like Pittsburgh had the black and yellow, but for the like for just for the playoffs. Uh, Whoop that trick is they is they teams. Shout out to Three Six Mafia, bro. They, they <laughs> that was the best endeavor they ever did. I guess being in that movie, right? What was that? Uh, with Terrence Howard shit. Hustle, hustle and flow. Yeah, yep, word. They came out of that good, and for some reason Terrence Howard didn't. Man, this nigga lost his job in the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but nah, that's crazy though. For three, and then, like you said about Memphis, the fandom is real. Like Moneybag Yo is in like Nike commercials with John Morant. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. he, he be shouting out, he be shouting out John Morant in the song. So it's like they they do love their teams out there. Word. Yeah. Um. Yo, another episode of the books. Go enjoy your birthday, brother. I'm gonna go uh, recover from my oral surgery, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Peace and blessings, man. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Say goodbye to the people, bro. Peace. Peace.